<laughs> Are we live? Are the mics hot? We're live. There's supposed to be a little red light on them. I've learned that. We'll it doesn't to. make sense, but there's supposed to be a red light when the mics go hot. We'll put it on. Where, our, where's your red light? It goes right up here. If you have super expensive mics. We'll add uh-huh. it to the wish list. Add it to the wish list. Do you have a lamp? Maybe, Beck, you could just click on the lamp. <laughs> we should. With a little clicking. Maybe a touch one. Like from the early 90s, you just touch yeah. the bottom of it. Oh, yeah. What if she hits tablet, it? Like, yeah. yeah, my grandparents had that. You touch yeah. the bottom, like the brass bottom, and it would turn on. But then if it gets touchy, then it like no, goes no. off, and then you're like, oh, we got to, and then I'm kicks talking back about on. those little plastic lights that you could like put on your nightstand in the 90s, and you just go click, and then it I'll would come on. a clapper? Oh, those, like the clicker ones? Yes. Oh, a clapper would be nice. fun. That'd be perfect for a podcast. (laughs) By the way, speaking of a podcast, this is, should I say it's episode one? Some podcasts do that. It is. This is episode one. We might quit after about episode two or three. Stop saying that. What's the name of the podcast? Well, we haven't really decided yet. Oh. For now, it's the Millennial Farmer Podcast. I think this is probably the Millennial Farmer Podcast. With Becky. With Becky. (laughs) And... And for now, anyway, also with Randy, the master pipe layer himself, here in my basement. I let him out of the cage that I keep him in, in my basement. And with you, as always, is the Millennial Farmer, Zach Johnson. This is the new podcast. This is different from the fieldwork podcast that I do with NPR, with Minnesota Public Radio. I am still doing the fieldwork podcast with NPR. This is my podcast now that we are starting. We're doing it in the basement for now, literally in the basement. There are blankets hanging everywhere. We have destroyed the girls' gymnastics room. They'll probably stop down at some point to make us watch them do some kind of... They'll be special guests. Flippy dippies and spready slams. Uh, But yeah, this is is the new podcast. This is a PG-13 podcast. So we're going to let everybody know that ahead of time, that this is the PG-13 podcast. Millennial Farmer After Hours. I just added that. This is the After Hours. Off the cusp. Off the cusp. Right off of the stiff red cusp. That was a Hillary Clinton SNL bit. That was funny. Maybe that's where I got it from. Could be. Could be. Um, But yeah, uh, PG-13, you guys listen to it and decide. It's not like we're going to drop the F-bomb every couple of minutes, but this is real. We're We're drinking beer in my basement, and we're going to leave it at that. It's going to stay that way. Brought to you by... Farmers Business Network. Which, ironically, Becky and I are both wearing FBN apparel right now, which is fitting for a podcast. But it's it's my favorite shirt. I threw this on, hoping somebody would notice it today. It's my new favorite shirt. It's the Farmers First. Yeah, Farmers Business Network has come on board to help us throw this podcast together. We would not be here with all this mega fancy equipment if it wasn't for Farmers Business Network. So... We got to thank them and and let everybody know that Farmers Business Network is out there doing awesome things for farmers. Uh, in my eyes, they're kind of like a they're like an a new school co-op, like an online co-op of farmers working together, uh, doing what they do, getting information out there, networking with each other. They've got a new uh, community feature on there, kind of like a, like a chat room for farmers. It's awesome, or like a, maybe not a chat room. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a th- forum. Uh, it's a it's a social media for a forum. Yes, a forum. A, f- a farm forum. A farm, farm forum. Farm forum. Farm. Wow. Forum. <laughs> Jeez. Maybe you guys want to talk. <laughs> yeah. So thank you to Farmers Business Network. Um, they are on board. They are the reason this podcast 
is here. We couldn't have set this up without them, so thanks to them. Becky says enough about FBN. We're going to get to the podcast now. Uh, as I mentioned, Randy Nesman, the master pipe player, is here with me. Randy, of course, is famous because of his Instagram. Mostly because of the millennial farmer. Well, you can't... You Yeah, well... I, yeah, yeah. Co- well, coattails, Randy. You know what though? Randy does a lot of cool stuff on his Instagram. He's out there uh, slinging pipe. Randy has laid more pipe in Western Minnesota than anybody else that I know. And I mean, literally, pipe, how many and by miles? Pipe, we mean tile that goes in the dirt. Let's be clear. Yeah, drain tile for farm fields. <laughs> what were you talking about, Becky? What are you? I'm just clarifying. Why did you interrupt me? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, where, where was your mind there? Randy, how many miles of pipe did you lay just today before you got here? Just today, uh, 20,000 feet. Got a calculator? Uh, I know that that's, uh, that's under four miles, but it's yep. close. It's more pipe than I laid today. <laughs> I had, you are right. I, I had a couple that. PG-13 comments there, but we'll, <laughs> we'll just leave them be for now. I see Randy did not wear his sleeves here because it was above 70. It got yeah. over 70 degrees today. Yeah, yep. Yep, when you saw me Monday, I had sleeves. It, it only hit like 71 here Monday. You had sleeves on? Yeah. We Ooh. had to cancel Isla's birthday party because it wasn't warm enough. That's right. It was cloudy. It was windy. Yep. And it was still humid. Right. So it really gets to the bone when it's humid. Yep. Same as the heat does. It just amplifies everything. We are northerners, so we do not wear sleeves when it gets hot. Um, yeah. Randy, how did we become buddies? People ask that all the time. Uh, because of me. Y- yeah. Yeah, kind of I mean, of we've always known each other. I mean, we've always lived within right. 15 miles. We've always kind of known who the other person is, but I was really the, didn't. I was the matchmaker. Yeah. Uh, did it start when you started doing daycare for us? Yeah, I started to do daycare for Randy and Tina and their boys, and then... Uh, she raised our I boys. became friends with Tina, and then Tina said we should set our, our husbands up on a date. And the rest was history. What was the first date? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I remember we were listening to Endless Love in the Dark. <laughs> I don't think it exactly happened like that, but we can we can go with that. Yeah, the, uh, a few trips to Mexico and, and a few uh, big boats and I don't know. The rest is history. Yeah, we did. We went to Mexico pretty early on in our relationship. Yep. <laughs> I was a little little nervous. Like, man, I hope. I hope I can make this work out, but it you know is, what? There is nothing more awkward than going on a vacation with a group of people that you don't know, and then you're trapped with them for a week, and you can't get away, and it's like, what if I don't like these people? What What do you do then? I didn't have that issue with Randy. We, we just kept not. going back was, for things worked out Spider-Man well. shots. <laughs> yes. Or drinks, in Randy's case. <laughs> what, what was in a Spider-Man? It was, a, it was a red knows. and blue. Never really figured it out. There was a lot of tequila. Yep. I think it was. Is there such thing as blue tequila? Yeah, I'm sure there is. I think it was a three-quarter shot of blue tequila and then a, and then a little bit of a strawberry daiquiri. It was like the slushy, you know, strawberry daiquiri on top. So it was blue and then the very top of it was red and it was unbelievable. Yeah, when you're walking around in Mexico and you're sweating, stop and get one of those. It was yeah. good. It was all the rage at the time. So it was like the popular. Yeah, you know, it was the it was shot. Like the, and it was if, the frat boy shot. And then if you ask them enough times, they will actually make it into a full-size drink. <laughs> As Randy found out, which then, I think is three quarters of a bottle of tequila. <laughs> and then as, as that goes, you 
you missed supper. No, I made it to supper. We almost had to call Pamela Anderson to save save Randy from the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good time. That was at the hibachi grill. That oh, night. oh, I know when it was. Yeah, I was I was there both physically the and grill. and in the mental state. Yeah. Randy was he was a he was. He was physically there, but I think he was unconscious no, during I, supper. By the time we had gotten to the hibachi grill, I was also gone. So, I mean, we can't, that we can't just tear Randy apart. At one point at the hibachi grill, I remember sitting there looking around like, <laughs> so if I'm going to Ralph, like, do I just turn around and do it? Or like, what do I do? Because if I commit myself, probably I will not, not make it to the bathroom. Probably not on the grill. Yeah, no. Yeah, that would. There was a group of people on the other end of that hibachi that would not have been satisfied about that. We were there with some real pleasant Canadians. I remember that. <laughs> that was fun. Yep. I, there was only one pleasant one. The, oh yeah, the yeah, other the ones other ones were, were not bit, not no. impressed with their thankfully, drunken Americans. Thankfully, the one I threw my Caesar salad or whatever kind of salad they give you, I try and use my chopsticks and lettuce. When I when I fling that all over her, she was the fun one. Yeah, she she thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the same meal when I went off and I told the waiter that it was your birthday. Randy's birthday. Because I went, I finally went to the bathroom. Like, all right, I can make it there. Went to the bathroom, come back, and I get back, and there's <laughs> there's seven people standing there with a birthday cake. <laughs> and they were ready to birthday. sing to you. They, yeah. they started singing Happy Birthday, and he was so confused for a bit there. I don't think like I think he was gone enough that he didn't realize they were singing to him. It was it was my half birthday. I mean, it was pretty close to the six month. Was it really? Well, July. July and we're there in February. I mean, that's... That's eh. probably almost a half birthday. It's close. It was within yeah, a month enough. at least, yeah. either side of that half birthday. Also important. Yep. That was a good time. We almost sank a jet ski. Correction. You almost, almost sank, sank a jet ski. Jet ski. Yep. I, I just kept thinking when I signed right before that, like... Like if the if this thing sinks, you gotta buy a battery and you have to buy this and you have to pay for this and like like it went on and on and on and then I did feel better when we rented them. If you remember, I didn't have my credit card with, so you put it on your card. So it was all I, so I, really I almost didn't owned, worry too much. I almost owned a sunken Mexican jet ski. Yep. Which has always been a dream of mine. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I thought I was gonna go out there in that jet ski and really rip it up and you get out like a mile. And there was the swells. Yeah, like it, like all of a sudden you're scared to really go because the I mean, ocean just drops. Yeah, like it just goes down from underneath you. I mean, it was white caps. I mean, were they six foot? I I four. It was five, not I, like I being know. on a lake out around here. Well, he he tells us like like don't get airborne. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm sitting like I can't go anywhere without getting airborne. Right, like right. if we try to if I try to go over this thing, I leave the water. Right. And then not only do you leave the water, but as you're in the air, you see the ocean from underneath you drop Fall. like another yeah. six feet and you're like, Oh my god. It was crazy. And just wham when you <laughs> hammer back against the ocean. Ah. All right. Good times. Good times. We'll get back to that. But Randy Randy's situation is complicated in many ways. He's a complicated guy. Yes. But people are wondering who the master pipe layer is. He's a very mysterious guy and people want to know how, how does the farm work? How do you, how do you explain, try to explain your farm? Cause it took me about a year and a half to really figure out how this all works. Yeah. So I'll try to give you the short version, but about uh, 15 years ago, um, I believe it was the spring of 05. Nope. Spring of 06, 14, spring of 06. I was Prior to that, I was working for a grain bin company, uh, building grain bins, 
um, grain legs, millwright type work. And that spring, Terry Dibdahl, who the owners then, it was Terry Dibdahl, Todd Dibdahl, his brother, and then Gary Dibdahl owned Clinton Egg Service. So at that time, they needed a guy to help them spread fertilizer in the spring. Well, I used to do that back in the day, so I'm like, yeah, I could do that in the spring. We're kind of slow always in the spring. So I went out there and spread fertilizer. Uh, that year was slow for the bin business, so I ended up staying for a while. Uh, ended up separating my shoulder and ended up staying with them the rest of the time. So that started 14 years ago. So you're you're working for you're working for the family. Yeah. So since then, um, Gary Dibdahl, who really was my boss at that time, passed away from um, Parkinson's in '09. Since then, Terry and Todd have bought the business, uh, Big Stone Egg Service, and they farm. And then run this. So there's a farm, and there's a family farm, and then there's Big Stone Egg Service. Is this what I'm following? Correct. Okay. Yep. Together but separate. Together but separate. So same then, same owners. So same, same owners. Yep. So in all that, Terry and Todd owned a tiling business with another couple farmers, and they, uh, not real big. I mean, they did a fair amount, but just kind of as they had time, kind of for themselves and a little bit for the neighbors. Also in 2009... The Dib Dolls decided they wanted to keep going with this, get bigger, um, let's do this. Uh, get other, bigger into the drain tiling. Yep, the other yep. the other parties did not. They wanted to lay more pipe. Yes. Who doesn't? So they uh, uh, they split it up, uh, bought it out, and then about 2000, right about then, oh, 2009, 2010, then I kind of took the reins of the of the tiling company, and we've just been growing since then. And then... So our our tiling crew is the farm crew. So we shut down. I run the corn planter. Uh, everybody else does everything else. It's uh, the ideal seasonal business, really. Yeah. Like when you're not doing one, you're doing the other. Yep. Well, we, because because you guys are not afraid to drive through some crop to right. lay some mains. Yep. and Put some mains in, get your bigger crop in. This year's uh, um, a different year with all the cover or the... Uh, Prevent a plant going on out there. Yep. Um, this is an exception. A lot of, lot of acres year. unplanted out there. Yep. So yeah. typically we'll go through the crop, put our mains in, come back after harvest, do all the small work where we'll wreck a lot of crop. Yeah. Um, we can get a lot done in a short amount of time with doing the small stuff. Because L- laying the mains in is the biggest work anyway, isn't yep, it? Yep. That's what takes the most time. And So then we, uh, yeah, we just go from there. Um, DJ, I don't know, you probably hear DJ's name. That is Todd's boy. Uh, he's really my other main hand or the main guy with the tiling. Are there any, is DJ any kind of a character? Is it possible there might be some DJ, stories that surround him? DJ is, <laughs> DJ is definitely a character. Uh, back when he was, uh, he's younger than I am. He's probably, uh, I don't know, 27 now, 28 maybe. Um, is he listening to this, you think? He will be, yes. He will be? Yep. Hey, DJ. <laughs> but he so back when he was in college and he was coming home from college and I, I I believe that would have been around that 2010 2011 somewhere in there and uh it would help us out and there was there's one specific time in the summer I remember we sent him up to get a to get a roll of tile um go up with a pickup and a stringer cart you back in you load up the roll of tile and it was muddy and at that time we had a manual pickup on that so he sent him up there he comes back, I mean, it's a five-minute job. He comes back 
20 minutes later. <laughs> Covered in mud, head to toe. Like, what in the world? Like, what did what happened to you? And he's like, oh, man. And he just starts telling the story. So every roll of tile has twine string that hold it together. Probably 15 strings that hold it together. Yep. Once in a while, one will break in the yard, kind of where we got them. We're handling them around, loading them. So he backs up, loads this roll of tile. They're all up there in a pile. Uh, gets in the pickup. And... He had to he had to drive ahead just a little ways. So he opens the door and he jumps in with one leg and pushes in the clutch, puts in first gear, is letting out the clutch, and something starts pulling on his leg. Well, so he's he's half in the truck, half out of the truck. Yeah. Yeah, like how it, farmers always, that's how you hook stuff up. Right, yeah. So he's got twine string wrapped around his leg. And the pickup, <laughs> oh, my God. The pickup drives over the twine string and starts dragging him out. And the first thing it does is it jerks his foot off of the clutch. So it... Pops so the clutch. It, yeah. So the truck, like, power hops, you know, lurches forward, and he's hanging on to the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't remember if if the truck died or if the string finally broke, but anyways, he ended up face first in the mud, but the truck stopped moving. <laughs> so I'm thinking the truck died then. He falls on the ground. It, so he comes out covered in mud, and he's got these marks around his leg where the twine string drug him out of the pickup. <laughs> but, but back then, I mean, those that, that was just a daily thing with... Deej, he yeah. Always, there was always a Deej story. You think he's gonna slow down now? Because DJ just had himself a set of twins. It, yeah, yeah. DJ, he likes things in order. Um, you know, he likes to be to bed at eight thirty, but he's gonna be up at four thirty in the morning. He likes to be to bed at eight thirty. Yeah. Oh, but he's waking up at four thirty. But he's waking up four thirty. Things are he's about on. to change. He, Very much. Yeah, so. Well, he'll. In my experience, he got about six weeks there. And then things change. Yeah, well, now when you have twins, though, I mean, you have six weeks oh, of the dad. Of the there's dad has six weeks oh, of bliss when it's just mom and a baby, right. and the mom can just snuggle one baby. But when you're talking two babies and one mom, that mathematically shit just doesn't pan out. That's he, difficult. He's the guy. So when we tile, we hit the tiling really hard, and then uh, we run just a small crew, so there's four or five of us. And when we're, I do all the layouts, the surveying, and then I'm also out there for the installs. So when we're not doing that, then then we hit the farm work stuff. Um, so the other day it rained, so we had a break, so we switched the one sprayer over to a dry box, put the big floater tires on it. I went and surveyed out the next couple jobs. Yeah. So then those days, then he kind of gets excited because then he gets, you know, he's got a list of things he wants to do. And if I call him at like 6.30 that morning and be like, like hey, we've got uh, this popped up. We got to go do this. It'll just throw him off. Like once he's once he has something in his head, he's doing this today. You don't like mess that. with his schedule. No. Yeah. So now he's got twins. Uh huh. What kind of a schedule do you keep? Yeah, with twins? that's diff. Well, yeah, that's tough. Because I try to keep a schedule, and every day by about nine a.m., I'm mad because it doesn't work out. Yeah, and then we you have-, have a feeding schedule, and um, maybe that's it. You mean for DJ's feeding it's schedule called, to it's feed called, him? It's to called feed Deej. on demand. <laughs> <laughs> on demand feed schedule. Yes, I did see that the other night. Apparently, Becky only made you one burger. She only grilled you one. Yeah, yeah. but well, if she kids, at least if made our, me something. If our kids would eat, and then you could have ate Rhiannon's burger. I because but well, she put ketchup on it. Well, just I'm eat, not eating have, a burger eat, that Can has you just eat it. some ketchup and support the tomato farmers? No, I eat barbecue sauce for that. Ketchup is like it's the it's the blood of the devil. Tomato farmers' lives matter too. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. There's I just had uh, sliced tomatoes on my subway from Jimmy John's that I just ate. Then why well, can't up. you eat ketchup? You'll, you'll eat sliced tomatoes, but not ketchup on a sandwich. On a sandwich, yeah, but you or put in like a wrap on a sandwich. He also eats spaghetti no, no. sauce. What? 
This I eat is, what? This is incredible. You also eat spaghetti sauce, but not ketchup. Like it, to me, it just does not make any no, sense. No, ketchup's like disgusting. Like the smell, here. the smell of ketchup makes me gag. If I get a speck of it on my finger from like messing with the kids' food, you know, and then I go to eat my food at a restaurant and I got a little ketchup on there, uh, there is something to that. Oh, we now do, it's normal. Uh, the oh, smell thing. Oh, yeah. Because we get we uh, so we send someone for dinner pretty much every day. Uh, burgers, whatever it is, usually burgers. We do that here too. And then, yeah. so it's, some days there's five of us eating burgers, and then everything gets thrown in the back of the Ranger or the back of the pickup. And then pretty soon the lids open up, and you end up with ketchup all over everything. And then for the next couple of days, like every fitting you grab smells no. like ketchup. And that there is a little something to that—the smell of ketchup. But our burgers come in a package of five, pre-made, and so I'm not going to open a second package of burgers. Just to make you one. Did you open a second. a second package of burgers just to make you one? No, I didn't. There was an open package in there. Because when I asked her where are the burgers at, there was an open package right there. Okay, fine. That package was oh. also pre-opened from oh. a camping trip. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. the horse meat. But, <laughs> it was the, yeah. Well, either way, it was good. I didn't notice it being <laughs> disgusting. I was just happy you, she made me dinner because the week before, I'm not kidding you, she made stir stir fry, what would you call it? Like leftover stir fry stuff. She cooked for the dog two nights in a row. Okay, okay. She hadn't cooked most... me a meal in three, four weeks. Hold up now. Hold up. Because nobody knows the There is the story. no holding up, Beck. Yes, nobody knows the story. Our, our, okay, so Didge got run over a month ago, right? And, but nobody knows. Yeah, like six knows. weeks ago. Nobody We've... out here in the interweb knows that Anna also got run over, our new five-month-old pup, German Shepherd. Yes, yeah, so Only hold on. Injuries... We're going to have to back that up and, and, and reiterate that both of our dogs have been run over this summer. And we're not Both terrible of them dog broken owners. Hips. Didge, we're good dog owners. Didge That's a frustrating part. has uh-huh. always been a chaser and she <laughs> she got way better since we moved to the farm, but luck we have it, she finally got hit because she's always chased tires. Anna has never gone down to the road once in her life. She doesn't even hardly go down to the farm, really. She stays right yeah, up she, at the house. Yeah, she she guards the house. But she was sleeping behind a tire and the car turned on and she got ran over. But Anyways, so she broke her hip real bad. We don't have the whole story there, but something like that. She broke her hip real bad and had to get surgery. And she lost, a growing pup lost like, I don't know, 10, 12 pounds. Like she's skin and bones and hardly eating. So I made her some homemade hamburger hot dish. (laughs) Judge me if you will. I'm judging. And Zach had to eat butter toast. Do you know how much weight I've gained (laughs) since you quit cooking for me over the last two years? Well, we can judge this. I mean, there's something to compare here. Didn't you also break a hip at one time? <laughs> that is yes, true. And I, I did break did you, my hip. Did you I, cook him meals? When well, he, he still lived with his mom when he broke his hip, but I did stay in the hospital on folding chairs next to him for seven days. Until I requested that you stay in the bed with me. <laughs> How did that go? Then they fi- it, then they brought Not me- as well as you're thinking in your head, because I was pretty broken up. But then, emotionally, I needed But after I, I crawled in bed with him, guess what? They brought me a rollaway bed on day like five out of seven. That's because we got- Gee, th- thanks, like one- guys. You didn't You, you should have crawled in bed the first yeah. You didn't think that- uh, It takes one good I was nurse. seriously sleeping on three folding chairs for five days. Oh, that was terrible. So am I the only one that laughs every time we gets brought up that Zach broke his hip- well, 
He did. There's, let's be honest, there's what, what, two and a half, three million listeners out there listening to this right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> I mean, crossed. Sorry. Two and a half, three people we listening. We don't even know. We haven't even taken a commercial break yet to listen to this audio. <laughs> it's probably terrible. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, none of them. I've never told the internet, I don't think, that I broke my hip at one point, have I? I think um, it would have come out on a live feed, maybe? I think it came out yeah. on a live feed once Did I was it? involved with. Yes. Yeah, snowmobile accident. For people who wear fiery. sleeves when it gets really, warm, really look up snowmobile. Snowmobile yes. accident. Also known as a snow machine. Snow machine if you're from even farther north. A snow cat. If you're in the right pl- pl- places in Canada, they'll call it a snow cat. So Zach shattered. Well, he didn't shatter. He cracked his acetabulum. I broke you my ass. Your ass. I I did. I fractured my ass. It's the same injury. It was a crack in my ass. Almost the <laughs> identical injury that Didge received when yeah. she broke her ass. When she broke her two ass two months ago. I I've always, you know, I always use the joke of, you know, like my dad, um, sixty something now. Yep. So anytime he's going to do something, I'm like, ah, be careful, old man. Like, you'll break your hip, you know. <laughs> and I have used that so many times. And then here's Zach at 18, like, oh, I broke my hip. 19. I, I was 19. Sorry, 19. Yeah. Racing your brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the funny thing is Gosh. I had quit already snowcross racing. Made it through that without breaking did, anything did, that we're aware of. Did an approach get in the way? No. There just wasn't No, it was snow. just some bad, really, like, nasty drifts that I was excited to hit because I'm a snowcross guy. So my brother took the south side of the road where the groom trail was. I'm like, well, I got this. I went to the north side where I knew the nasty drifts were, and I was going to prove to myself and him that I could beat him to the other end of the section, even though I took the nasty side. And Nathan was just watching from his snowmobile like any proud father would. That's right. Well, he taught me well. boy, take the nasty Atta side. boy, that's right. Let's see this <laughs> challenge. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I was leading when, when it happened. When I broke my ass in that plowed field. What would your brother say? Well, his initial reaction was, oh, oh, oh God, are you, oh, God, oh. <laughs> was, your, was your leg, like, sitting over the back of your head or something? No. I was laying, I don't rem- I, I think I was laying on my stomach. Yeah, and Nathan said he was going to call 911, and you're like, no, no, I'll roll over. And you were like, ah. well, I got over, I rolled over. Did you your did? leg follow? No. I rolled over my leg. It didn't, but I got it. I somehow like tugged on my snow pants or something until I got it. But that was the, like, that was the only time then that I, it was, it had just happened. So obviously that was the only time I was able to roll over for the next six weeks. So at any time of that, did you ever think like, you know, uh, so first responders, they'll always tell you, never wear a pair of underwear that you don't want the first responders <laughs> to see. That's a whole other story, Randy. Is, I know is this, the story. Is this the same incident? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, I did not have very nice underwear on. In not fact, nice I'm underwear. just going to get they straight were, to the point and say, even with my undies on. They hardly underwear. Let's just say that the nurse definitely saw and commented on my testicles hanging they, out. You know when you get an accident and they have to cut your clothes off? They didn't really have to cut the underwear off. <laughs> they just tugged. <laughs> they just pulled them off. They did the Hulk. The nurses just did the Hulk Hogan thing nice. on Zach's undies. She said something about my undies, and I was. She said, "Didn't I, your mother ever there used to is. tell you that you should wear nice underwear because you might be in an accident?" Boy, this story just gets better because my mother was sitting right next to me, and that's. Exactly what Zachary? the nurse said, <laughs> and and then she cut. I had on. I'll never forget this. I had on a shirt that I bought for one dollar, that said uh, 
it was Denver Broncos Super Bowl champions, but it was from the year that they lost. So it was like the shirts that go over to Africa, but some of them went to. You shipped it back. Yeah, some of them went to the, the some outlet store that I ended up shopping at, and she cut that shirt off of me. Oh, yeah, bummer. Yeah, I mean, was your, didn't you break your hip? <laughs> yeah, and cut yeah. your shirt. Yeah. She well, just, she I was just strapped. seen the shirt, and she was like, "No, you can't have that." Yeah, yeah, this guy's ridiculous. He needs new clothes, so they gave me a nice robe. No, I was strapped down to the thing, and they were checking vitals and stuff, and I remember. Yeah. You know, we didn't know what was going on when I was in the ambulance. And the first part when I when I got nervous was when, like, my lower back was on fire. But it wasn't until they strapped me down to that thing. They strapped me down to a damn hard piece of plastic. Well, that, my tailbone was just burning from that, yeah. I think. But So what snowmobile was it that you crashed? That was a 2001 Polaris 600 XCSP. It was the red one. I had red windshield on it. Still got the windshield. I took that off. That was good. So I would have been a year or two before that. But when I was 18, I also crashed a 2001 500 XCSP, the blue one. A Polaris? A Polaris. Oh, wow. Yep. What, I, well, why did you have a Polaris? I thought you were a cat man. No, I was always a Polaris until that sled. I had no idea. Yep. I, I like you even Polaris. more now. See, I, I grew up. I still like you the same amount. Thanks, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not that much. It's a pretty low, low level of respect there. Uh, I grew up a Polaris man. Always, always have been. Always will be. Isla, you're distracting. Now I always did hanging too. On my and then those those exhaust valves and that thing just did me. Ah, uh, see, my 600 had the same problem. Oh, it I, did. I mean, 20 miles. I'd pull them out and yeah, get the copper brush out and clean them up. We're gonna have to take a commercial break to send Isla back upstairs. We're we taking a quick commercial break. We are. Well, yeah. Yep. Yeah, oh, Randy's out of beer. Quick, we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> hey, guys, just a quick plug here for Farmers Business Network because they are the ones that helped make this podcast possible. I am a member with FBN. I actually signed up with them uh, long before I ever did anything with them on my social media. What I like is that they truly have a farmer's first mentality, whether you're talking about analytics, seed transparency, their direct chemical pricing, health insurance financing, whatever it is. I will be down in Omaha this December for Farmer to Farmer, which was a pretty awesome time last year. I'll be down there again this year. I expect it to be a pretty good time. They'll uh, feed you some free beer and put you up in a hotel room. So if you're like me, you can use that room to get about an hour of sleep every night. If you're interested in becoming a member, you can go to FarmersBusinessNetwork.com and sign up for a demo and actually save yourself $100 off your membership if you use the MN Millennial Farmer as a reference. That's it. Now we'll get back to some more horse shit. Back from commercial break, we had to uh, we had to get. What do you need, Randy? Uh, she didn't turn the lamp on. Oh, chink chink. There, lamps are on. <laughs> Lamp is on. We'll just skip that. The part. light is red. <laughs> the light is red. Or the, is it green? Red. I don't know. No, it's a red. When the mics are hot, it's red because okay. it doesn't make sense. Okay. They should be green, right? So Correct. we had. I got. There we go. That is blinding. <laughs> I had to get Isla some cereal. Uh, we had to get ourselves some beer. Randy's got himself a silver bullet. So does Becky. I do. I got Line and Kugels. I started with Miller Lite, and then I switched. But you're drinking a summer shandy out of a can. Yeah. That's not right. Well, I find cans to be convenient. Convenient, but it's a summer shandy. I think beer and pop taste better out of a can than a bottle or plastic. Not summer shandy. I prefer a good tap beer by far. Well, tap beer, yeah, yes. Yeah, tap beer is just awesome. Yeah. Oh, we will always differ there. 
Oh, by the way, we're not sponsored by any of these beer companies. No. Because people, I got to point that out now where people are like, oh, sell out. A tap beer with olives in it? Mmm. Mmm, no olives. Yes. Just a tap beer. Delicious. A tap beer with some alcohol in it? I think that's a Minnesotan mm. thing that we, that some of us put olives in our beer. I like how many though? Just Becky? Quite a few. It's a common <laughs> thing. I, I think when you say some of us, you mean you. No, you think that I started that trend? Please. Yeah, I do. All the no. bars in the area carry olives behind the bar. So in case Becky comes in. In case Becky yeah. shows up. I'm, I'm thinking so. Speaking of beer, Randy, you going to come to Omaha with me? For for the F, farmer to farmer F to F yeah, um, me, yeah. It's in December. Let's check here. I'm gonna check and see if the ground is there. Is any way be. they can move that back? Like we're not always froze out yet at that time of year. I I don't have. I mean, I don't have control over that. I'll be honest with you. You don't have that kind of pull. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's in the it's the second week of December, so pretty well froze up. If we're not froze up, I'm sure nobody on your crew would mind if you just pull the pin a couple weeks early. No, but the <laughs> but the trouble is, is every year, so we, we fully expect to be froze out by the second week of December. Last year was the first year in, like, six. That you actually were? That we actually were. I think we're going to have another brutal winter. Oh, I hope not. I that was yeah. brutal. Because it's was. hard to keep the guys going. Like, like, you know, getting close to Thanksgiving, you start telling them, like, oh, come on, guys, it's the last week, you know. Right, they're all they're all kind of ready for it to freeze. They are beyond ready. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like last year. We every single day was was snow, rain, mud. Like you climb out of a, a wet, muddy hole into the <laughs> snow through the snow. So then you freeze up, and yep. then you're out. You're standing on top, wind blowing, snowing. Then you climb back in the water. Climb like it is like beyond brutal. So yeah. you got to really kind of keep them going. Like like one more week, guys. And then that carried on to the next week. Like, one more week, guys. And then that carried on to the next week. And Those millennials so is, don't like that. No. So they, they would be willing for a break. And Randy is a millennial. He is. He uh, is. We had this discussion on, was it on the I, way to I prefer, National Farm Machinery Show? I prefer Show. Gen X. Let's, let's you, see You this. don't get a preference, no. Randy. It doesn't work we like that. We Googled this on you the long drive. You are a millennial. Yeah, we were somewhere near Indianapolis, south of there, I believe. And we Googled this. And we found out, no, you're Randy. Researchers, this is straight from the Google machine. Researchers typically use birth years ranging from the early to mid-60s to the early 80s. I am 83. That is not early 80s, that's mid-80s. No. Yeah, you... Four, five, six is mid. Hold on. I can Google and find something completely different. Uh, your Google machine's broken, Becky. No, it's not. Well, you guys both have Apple Googles. What Those is, don't even work. I have the real Google. What does the droid say? It says 1982. Are you sure? Yeah. And you were born in 83. I'm mature for I, my age, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we, that's probably a whole other podcast. Yeah, no, I because I, I had to make sure when I when I decided the name of my channel and everything that I was doing, I had to make dang sure that I was actually a millennial if I was going to use that. Not that it was like, not that I was super excited to use millennial, but I thought I thought it had some value to it, so I wanted to use it, and I had We to, spent quite a bit of time discussing what the name was going to be. I mean, you had a list of... Well, I want to know the list. Where, I, could, I, we, could we find it? No. Was, no. Like, 
jerk offs ever on there or anything like that? No. <laughs> no. No, that's more I of like I can't even a, remember another that's thing. That's more of an activity the millennial really. Millennial thing stuck out so much. <laughs> yeah. There was a couple there was something I wanted to do like uh like farm dad or some farm dad maybe. I don't. It was something like that. Yeah. yeah. Was it was it farming? Farming. No. Farming. That's new just within the past. Oh. Well, I started doing that uh like I mean it came from my buddy Derek and I always would say like if we're doing something, we'd always say it oh. in the. Uh, it comes from the Adam Sandler CD. I think it's the "They're All Gonna Laugh at You" album, and the and the kids telling stories about being on the playground and stuff. And the one guy goes, "Learning, learning." Yeah, and the, it comes from that. And then so Derek and I, for ten years, we've said whatever we're doing, ing in that voice. We'll have to have Derek on the podcast sometimes. We will, uh, but Derek and I don't really have any stories to tell. No, like there's never <laughs> not a one. There's never been any well, shenanigans. I don't. Is there any PG thirteen stories? Um, mm, boy, hmm. <laughs> shoot. There's definitely some R's we and might beyond. Have to, we might have to. So we're gonna have to start a third podcast. Yeah. Well, we'll just make it a oh like this. We'll we'll air a like a message beforehand. Like this episode is not PJ thirteen. This episode has been rated R. And no sponsors wanted any part of this. Yeah. Did it have anything to do with driving between racetracks back in the day? Yeah, between racetracks, at racetracks. On racetracks, after hours. Yeah, in flag stands. <laughs> in flag stands, yes. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Is that a, is that in common with uh, in airports? Yeah. <laughs> quite quite in common. Quite common, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, there's, I better start taking notes. There are so many podcasting topics here. Millennial Farmer After Dark. I guess. Do we want to talk about that when Becky and I ended up on stage on a cruise ship at all? That was that was pretty dang good. It, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't think she was serious when she wanted to try out for that. I made Zach. We were on our cruise ship this past winter, and I made him try out for the what was the name? It was like a game show on the cruise ship. The newlywed show. The or no. newlywed the new, newlywed something. Well, because there was a, there was three couples. There was a newlywed couple. Oh, a yeah. super old couple that had been married for and then a median couple, years. and we it, were the median couple. It, it mocked a a uh, game show that was on back in the yeah whatever nineties. And yeah. Zach and I, I mean, we I don't want to say we smoked the older couple, but we definitely beat them. But they gave the older couple some like the older couple they're always set up to win. Yes, like for they're sure. always going to win. Yeah, but we gave them a pretty good run. I yep. think so. We did pretty did good. Did you end up winning? I don't remember that part. Well, no, I think we all we, got a prize. They said yeah. the old people won, but yeah. we won. I mean, and everybody we were the knew it. Real winners. I mean, it yeah. We're on. the millennials, so we were. Because we it went on quite a while. I'll tell you who wasn't the winner. That super drunk oh, dude next to us. That newlywed couple. <laughs> she, she was very. I don't know. Full if also. They... Oh, she was. But either yeah. way, those two were stuck on a boat, and they were not happy with each other. <laughs> no, it was it was salty. They did. They they lost. They did they, very poor. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I didn't think you were serious when we got into that studio on the boat or studio or whatever called the Coliseum. I don't know how it. you didn't know that I was serious. I was very clear. I'm like, we're going to do the game show. We're trying out. We're doing yeah, this. But I thought so. Y- you had been drinking. Not that I, much. That I was. Y- that enough. was the most sober. You were tuned up. It was 7 p.m. on a cruise ship. Yeah. 
She she had had only like one or two since we I got on the boat. Really drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I figured when you got there and you saw four thousand people in the grandstands, you thought that I would back down. I did. I'm like, yeah, she's not gonna follow through with this. And then you did the little cheer, like you did the thing to make sure we ended up getting up by the stage. So then once we got up there, I'm like, well, I'm in. This is make or break. I am in. So then I whispered to you. I can't remember. I whispered to you what we were going to do. Well, because they had like a, you have to show us your best Tarzan bit or something like oh, that. Yeah, there was right. like, was like 15 couples, right? Oh, no, it that, was like six. No, no, it was more. The whole stage is lined up. Yeah, couples. it was like 15 Because then they whittled it all the way yep. down to three, yeah. So we got yeah, lucky because we were. Show us your best Jane it was, and then show us your best Tarzan. Tarzan, Tarzan, where's my Tarzan? That was there the only go. line. Oh, the, the woman, girls had to say that. The yeah. girls had to use that exact line, no more, no less. And then the guy had to react. Yep. And like we got lucky because I was we were on the end, so I'm like yep. I had time to think about it, and, and you I'm saw like you know what, what everybody else is doing. Yes. yes, and they were all just following, like kind of following this thing that the first guy did, and I'm like, nah, you gotta you're gonna have to go out of the box on this one. So I'm like, well, I'm I'm extremely uncomfortable with my shirt off in front of four thousand people because oh, that's right. I don't remember but that. It, you yeah. took your shirt off? Yeah, yeah, I tore my shirt off, and oh, I picked you up and carried God. you on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ripped your shirt off. Oh, but the... you weren't drinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. I knew, like, when I thought of that, I was like, as long as none of these other guys in the next half tear their shirts off, I got this. Yeah. Like, they'll like it. And it worked. <laughs> and then yeah, we ended like up it. on stage. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I learned quite a bit about... Well, what our history? You, uh, yeah, of our that. colorful history. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we just... were just teenagers in love. I mean, just typical teenagers in love who didn't really go to church. Typical, mostly. <laughs> Pretty typical. I remember looking up and I could see who it was. You and Brooke for sure, and Corey. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brooke was going nuts. Like yeah. she so, was laughing so hard. So what was the one that? Uh, and then you picked. You both picked me. What was that one? <laughs> my Who? my my one true love. The one for yeah. If if uh, if if I wasn't able to bring Becky on the boat for the romantic week long cruise, yeah. like Who what would, would be? be my alternate choice, right? <laughs> so they're right. trying to catch you and make you come up with another girl so you that it gets you in trouble. You didn't say Randy though. You said Courtney. Oh, that's right. Becky, no. Becky said Randy. Yes. You said Courtney. No, no, I yes. said Courtney when he asked a question about which one of your wife's friends would oh. you most like want to whatever. I don't. That know. was a different uh, question. You didn't answer Randy though. You, you answered, answered something. You answered else. Courtney or, you, or somebody yeah, for the same question. Yep. Yeah. So, so Becky answered me, and it was because then at the end, then they told you who it was, and then she said, "Well, I remember." Oh, he asked you. He said, uh, he, "He said he that is not me. right." But who would you think your wife would have picked now that you know that that one wasn't right? And you're like, I suppose that handsome devil. <laughs> handsome devil there. sitting up yes. there. Yes. <laughs> that That's what good. it was. We also learned about some shenanigans and uh, used to work at an airport. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. We were young and in love and we couldn't partake in certain activities in our home residence because our parents were always home. In this airport, happened to have a conference table. No, 
<laughs> no. Uh-uh. There's wow. No. The millennial farmer gets uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there are people that I respect that still work at that airport oh, and have geez. their Christmas party on that conference table every year. <laughs> they already, they're not listening. It's fine. <laughs> they might be uh, one of the I three can... million. But your dad listening. is. But your dad is listening. <laughs> he probably is. He most definitely is. <laughs> well, maybe he'll send me a high five through the radio waves. Not a high, an attaboy. <laughs> well, that'd be like a high five, right? Y- yeah, an attaboy. 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 Attaboy means more than a high five, though. It means more. Yeah, if you get the so attaboy. So what's an attaboy in a physical realm? Is that like a pat on the ass? Yep. Yeah. I mean, if, so if you get the high five with the attaboy. That that is something, like Atta Boy, high five Atta Boy. Yeah, oh, that's something I didn't know. Yep, I didn't know that either. That that trumps all. Now you oh, know. Oh, let's not bring politics into this. <laughs> yes. Did you know that? That's a Bill Nye thing. Yep. All right, I think we've uh, we've run on long enough for episode one. What do you guys think? Well, Becky just did just crack another beer. She did just crack another beer, I but we're... I can finish that anytime. Yeah, she can. Trust me, she'll finish it even if the mics aren't hot. <laughs> she will finish that beer. Actually, she leaves them half full usually. She bails out halfway. I do not. Only on my last one. I never, well, that's what I, I mean. never finish my last one. Yeah, that's I know. True. That's what I mean. Even at home, though. Yeah. Like, when I'm at a party, I purposely don't finish my last one because on, on the way to the camper or wherever, like, there's no reason to finish the beer. Yeah. Yeah, you just just leave it or dump it or whatever. Right. Quitter. Yeah, well, I didn't used to be that way, Randy. And then I got older, and I'm like, you know what? I'm on my way to bed. Like, why do I need the bottom half of my 30-second beer? Because the the last half a beer is what makes you hungover. Well, yeah. It is. It is. It's always that last half a beer. It's not the first one Mm -mm. or the first dozen. No. Nope. Definitely not. I usually try to keep it at 10. Yeah, that's a whole other inside story that we don't have time for tonight. But. (laughs) <laughs> but what I do have to say is that Randy has never drank a full twelve pack in one night. No, never, ten ever. is my limit. I even we even counted the other night at uh, Anderson Bash. Yeah, yeah, and I remember like at six we gave up. I had one cap, my like I forgot. Like oh, I forgot again. Hey Zach, remember to add plus four. To remember, this one remember cap. to add nineteen to this cap. <laughs> <laughs> Randy always tries to count because apparently one time hours later. Yeah, apparently one time Randy thought twelve beers would be way too much for one person to handle, and there's no way he'd ever drank that much in one night. So now every time we get to like beer seven after an hour and a half. We like to point out that he's got seven hours of drinking left. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he's only allowed about four more beers. <laughs> so he better pace himself. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for episode one, which was completely pointless. We didn't really talk farming much at all. But that's... that's. Do you I, plan on talking farming? Well, yeah. Well, and we did. We talked a little drain tile, told a story about DJ getting his foot stuck in the, in the twine. <laughs> getting drug out of the pickup. In the tile twine, yeah. Almost killed. We'll have some more DJ stories. We're going to bring DJ in. Definitely. I can't say for sure who we're going to bring in on this podcast, but I got some ideas. I actually got a potential guest list right and in front of me And you guys can make right some now. recommendations. Yeah, make some recommendations. How? Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, I didn't have an uh, exit strategy. Uh, Bur- Burgundy. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm... Do I say Burgundy? No, you're I'm, Zach. I'm the um, millennial farmer? Well, Damn it. He'll it's read too anything. Much, it's too, <laughs> who puts a question on the teleprompter? <laughs>
looking for the stay classy. <laughs> San Diego? Well, stay Is, classy, Pope County. Stay class. Doesn't Pope County mean a whale's vagina? Pope County? Yeah. What? Well, is this recording? so you're gonna you're gonna quote yeah. the movie, but you don't get the joke when I say that? No, I don't remember that. He says that Pope part. County. No, he says San Diego is is something. Oh! San Diego, of course, means a whale's vagina. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that any of that. She's like, no, no, I it doesn't. Do remember when that, in Rome? No. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't remember that at all. Clearly, no. Nope. I do a little. bit. You thought I just pulled the whale's vagina thing out of my head? <laughs> 